Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of God Trends Their Soul. That is courtesy of Johnny Davis, uh, dropping a bunch of rest-based trending show titles. Uh, although, to be honest, I have a a song in my soul, a song in my heart, and it is Happy Birthday, Polly, um, <laughs> from Rocky Four. Because we were talking about Rocky Four before we started, because uh, Super Producer Brian needed to calm me down, so he started talking about pet topics of mine and he referred to rocky four as the one with the robot which is true technically but it also suggests that rocky fights a robot anyways i'm thrilled to be joined by one of the writers on this show mr jm McNeil. hey thanks for having me hey uh is that just got me thinking when are the creed movies going to bring the robot back <laughs> that's the question so they're on Creed 3, if it follows the the path, you know, Creed 4 will be like ending a war and it will involve a robot. I guess like Rocky is the poly equivalent in the Creed universe, right? He's like kind of the, I don't know, he f- fulfills a lot of, I'm just trying to think of who would be turning yeah. the robot into a fuck bot. You know, because that that is an important part of the story that when you go back, you everyone's like that movie's so ridiculous. Like Rocky ends the Cold War by beating Ivan Drago and like convinces everybody that America rules because he's wearing America shorts. And uh, what they forget is that they give Paulie a robot for his birthday and the next scene he has brainwashed it into being a sex robot that. It is heavily implied he is fucking. I think um, it's more of just like a a companion, a romantic companion. Okay. I, do they? Do they? You know, I don't know. If I mean, the they sex don't, there's no like fixtures or... on it, but it's right. it's very. Uh, oh, Polly, you're <laughs> you're my king, daddy. Give it to me. Um, I don't know if those, that's a direct quote. Anyways, <laughs> uh, these are the things that are trending. On this Thursday, um, the Oscars will have a crisis team, JM. Um, yeah. This is, 
just impressive for the blandness and vagueness of the language that is used by the person who's announcing this, the Academy CEO, Bill Kramer. Which sounds made up. Yeah, also sounds made up. Like They seem to be just trying to create a story that will evaporate as it is like going through my mind as I'm trying to read it to you. It just like stops existing. CEO Bill yeah. Kramer is now claiming the Oscars will have a crisis team at the show, which is quote, something we've never had before. Uh, according to Kramer, they've run many scenarios. <laughs> what, what the fuck does that mean? We've run many scenarios. So it is our hope that we will be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. This sounds like a book report on a, like when I would yes. give a book report in school and I didn't read the book and someone asked me about it. And therefore, what... and so forth. The So it's like they, they're worried that there will be another slap. And so they had to create something to make it seem like they were doing something to yeah. prepare for it. But like, what could this possibly mean? Like at the crisis team, like I reading this interview, like it wasn't even apparent to me if he meant like a security detail or like a team of publicists. Like, sure. I yeah, no idea it's what completely this is. unclear. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, what are the running many scenarios referring to? Yeah. Is it like, are you talking about like a bomb threat? Are you talking about if a guy slaps another guy? Like, it's so weird. There was never the possibility of a crisis before last year. Like, I don't right. understand any of this. Do you, you pointed out when you were writing this up, like, do they run every different combination of movie star and presenter <laughs> to slap one another like that? Cause that seems like that the, does sound fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. And it's also, you respond to each different combination in completely different ways. Right. Yeah. Like if, if Natalie yeah. Portman runs up on stage and slaps Benicio del Toro, like that's fine. I think. Like nobody's nobody's mad about that. Yeah. Right? What if Julie Andrews slaps the rock? Like yeah. maybe you do nothing. I don't know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, sister. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's what he'd say. Yeah, so weird. It does seem to be like they're just trying to maybe create this atmosphere of like anything can happen. Like they're trying to turn it into the their advantage, the fact that right. the Oscars has this kind of renewed attention. Cause no one cared about the Oscars at all, really, until yeah. You know, for years until what happened last year. And I feel like, yeah, they're maybe going to try to spin it because they also had like that promo with Jimmy Kimmel where they're like, he's an unslappable host. And I was right. like, okay, I'm, I'm already sick of these jokes and we're still a month away from the show. All right. Just continuing with this language because it's truly like, it seems like a thing, like a series of words that was generated by an algorithm to put you to sleep. Because like, all right, here, so he continues on. Because of last year, we've opened our minds to the many things that can happen at the Oscars. But these crisis plans, the crisis communication teams and structures we have in place, allow us to say this is the group that we have to gather very quickly. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? <laughs> this is how we all come together. This is the spokesperson. This will be the statement. And obviously, depending on the specifics of the crisis, and let's hope something doesn't happen and we never have to use these, but we already have frameworks in place that we can modify. Oh, word? <laughs> All I have to be is like, yeah, we hired like a mall security guard in case someone yeah. gets slapped again. And that's... I feel like they probably hired like some former Mossad agents. Like, I, like that, 
just the way that Hollywood operates. Like there well, are yeah. probably there's probably a sniper team in the building that is ready to overreact to any situation. Or they could just be like, oh, you know, going forward, if someone attacks someone else, we're going to ask them to leave. You know, right. like they don't have to be like, well, we we have a crisis team and the crisis team in charge is uh, going to select the emergency committee who will right. be uh, in charge of nominating like, you know, right. yeah, just <laughs> the, as, the head as crisis long, team. I'm just hoping that the I am uh, insulated by multiple layers of bureaucracy from any important decisions that are made. <laughs> what he is saying over and over again. Um Let's see what else is trending. I mean, mainly that with with the hotness of of the takes there. Um, so, AV Club put out their best Netflix shows of all time, ranked, and it's uh, they like sad cartoons. It would appear um, mm. BoJack Horseman is the number one of all time according to them, um, which feels like a very like that's critics critics love that shit. I don't I didn't dislike it. I thought it was very good, but yeah. I don't know. I I would definitely put I think you should leave over that. Put a, yeah. a number of shows over that. I don't know. What what are it's your thoughts? I I like BoJack. Yeah, I wasn't like uh I know some people absolutely love it, but I think I mean it it has like that kind of emotional depth that kind of surprises you that I think sure. is why people love it so much. Uh I mean yeah. Stranger Things is number 2. Yeah. Which I was out also, after the first season, but seems oh, like you didn't people watch still it? like it. I only well only watched the first season. Miles stuck with it. Miles has that portion of pop culture covered for us. Yeah, no, I I I like it, but you know, I think there were peaks and valleys. I think the last season was was strong. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of popularity, it would be number one. I guess that's their main thing. I was happy to see Russian Doll is up there because I'm a big fan of that show. Never seen it. These are the ones that like stand out to me as like, oh, that's higher than I expected. Um, higher or lower. Russian Doll, higher than I expected. Number four. Yeah. American Vandal at number eight. Did you ever watch that? Because I remember I talking about that on the show a long time ago. Yeah. I, I liked the first season and I couldn't really get through the second season. But to put American Vandal above, I think you should leave is, I think, malpractice. But that's just me. <laughs> But what else? The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt at number 21 feels low. Black Mirror at yeah. 20 feels like, I definitely agree that show like fell off. But when that first hit, it was like, wow, this is, you know, it was really prestige, the most prestige of prestige TV shows. Yeah. But also, and it, it was, yeah, House of Cards is higher than Black Mirror. It's at 19. And that show, I never really like that show but also it just ended and like they kept going despite kevin spacey being fired and it just right completely right. spiraled out of control yeah i i didn't really i don't think of too many people thinking of that as like a great work of television beginning to end but no it was know. it was bad to begin with in my opinion but yeah and kimmy schmidt yeah that's way too high for that show in my opinion uh, yeah you would put it lower in the numbers or lower in in your esteem? Uh, I lower in my esteem. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that show of uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Kimmy Schmidt, yeah, and and oh yeah, the thing that uh, struck me when I first looked at it is the the last ranked in in these fifty 
was Cobra Kai, which people love. Yeah. And I think it's a good show. Definitely like started very strong. I think, I think that's true of a lot of these, I would say. A lot of these start very strong, and they're not giving any extra points for just staying strong the whole time. It feels right. like feels like they're maybe just ranking it by the heights that it reached. Um, because I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. That makes sense. But Bridgerton at being pretty low when that first season hit, that was a it's a real cultural event. I know people loved it. I thought it was fine, and now it like is the in retrospect is everyone just like yeah that wasn't shit. Yeah, seems, seems like it a little bit because it is at number. Uh, what do we got here? 38 and um, the Babysitter's Club is at 34. So, yeah, The Witcher is ahead of Bridgerton. Yeah. So, and Sweet Tooth, which is a surprising one because I never hear anyone talk about that. That was a show that's based on a comic by a Toronto guy, actually. And, uh, and I was interested in it because I read the comic, but I've never heard anyone talk about that in real life. Yeah. 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 Multiple hauntings of, of various locations uh, sprinkled <laughs> throughout the list. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about other shit that is trending. Zeit Gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. 
I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And we're back. And maybe nobody does out Pizza the Hut. The takeout is saying that Pizza Hut is set to overtake Domino's. Yeah. That doesn't. I don't think I know anybody who has eaten Pizza Hut in the last 35 years. I didn't, I didn't believe that they existed, people who still eat Pizza Hut. I'm pretty sure the last time I ate Pizza Hut, I was given a collectible toy for the movie Casper. That's <laughs> right. how long it's like, been. That's what, they, so there must just be a whole different like generational thing happening for Pizza Hut. I guess I, guess I, I should say... I haven't like ordered pizza from Pizza Hut or had like a piece of pizza. I have had personal pan pizzas in various airports or truck stops on the Jersey Turnpike, right. um, but nothing in the traditional pizza delivery uh, context. I think it could be like the nostalgia thing too. Right. That's a, they were doubling down on nostalgia. They yeah. were introducing like the big New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. And like the, the logo is more like it used to be. Now, they need to. Okay. So Pizza Hut, I'm going to stop making fun of you. If you will start opening old, like Pizza Hut shaped Pizza Huts, like Pizza Palas, and like get, bring back the cups, bring back the uh, pizza buffets, and like do that for us. I will forgive you. I'll even maybe order your pizza once or twice. But I can't, I don't know. This just doesn't, doesn't track with me, a 42-year-old man's impression <laughs> of the world. I'm the target demo, right? I think this war between Domino's and Pizza Hut has been brewing ever since uh, the home video release of Ninja Turtles. Because right. speaking of being old men, like I don't know if you remember this, but when the Ninja Turtles video came out, Domino's paid for product placement in the movie. But somehow Pizza Hut paid to have uh, like an ad put before the movie starts, like a commercial for Pizza Hut. So there's this conflicting messaging. Troubling. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I feel like I've been caught between the these two pizza chains ever since that yeah. that happened. Who did who did you side with? Because that that's like you're not my real dad, Pizza Hut, like type thing. You know. Yeah. I, Mixed I, messages. I, I stuck with Domino's. Yeah. I, I do like it. It's not my favorite pizza, but also my kids had Domino's and uh, and it's their favorite now. So they always want Domino's. Yeah, that's my kid's favorite pizza too. And yeah. like of all the pizzas, like there's good pizza in Los Angeles, I swear. And yeah. they, they don't believe me. They're like, no, I would much rather have Domino's. And this is, by the way, the thing that got me started on a uh, on a run where... Because Super Producer Brian was like, nobody likes Domino's. Domino's is bad pizza. And I, uh, like a spark started like firing off behind one of my eyes. And <laughs> I just started glitching out. And then he had to be like, Rocky IV, uh, Jaws, the British full gas off. study. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, I just, I don't know. I think Domino's is a superior product, but I, again, I have only the foggiest of recollections of what Pizza Hut pizza tastes like. I think it, I think it's the nostalgia. I think it's the image of Pizza Hut that like people who are our, our age have from like commercials. Like when I think of yeah. Pizza Hut, I think of like a happy family that wasn't my unhappy family sitting in like a nice <laughs> restaurant having right. a pizza that looked perfect. Yeah. The family in the booth over that you exactly. feel like, man, they look happy. <laughs> um, yeah. The last time that I was at a Pizza Hut, kale was merely a garnish. Uh, that was what kale was primarily used for was pizza hut pizza buffet garnishes and it also like it felt like pizza hut was always on the vanguard of some new pizza technology like they're putting cheese in the crust like what are (laughs) what what are these wizards concocting over at pizza hut hq cheese in the cheese it's fucking crazy man just forms a black hole and (laughs) cheese hole destroys the earth yeah uh so anyways, I think the real secret is that Domino's and Papa John's both raised their prices because, I don't know, kids don't like to work anymore or everybody raised their prices and they did not get away with it. So that's like one of the good piece of news is all the other things are, you know, oil companies being like, yeah, so we raised our prices by 60% and uh, wouldn't you know it, we broke our records for profits. <laughs> And um, this is the one instance where the there isn't a monopoly like Domino's has not acquired Pizza Hut or vice versa. And therefore, we still have competition between the pizza chains. And so really does right. like just Domino's raise their prices and Pizza Hut didn't. And now people want Pizza Hut. God, wouldn't it be awful if like Disney bought the concept of pizza and it was just all owned? It's, yeah, it's going to happen umbrella. eventually. Yeah. They're doubling down after, uh, so they're like, you know what people want clearly in the, in the year 2023, more Lord of the Rings. Um, after, after they spent like a lot of money on, on that prime show, like billion dollars, I think was the rumor. Um, and it doesn't exist as far as I know that show. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody who watched it and is like what i'm excited about is the lord of the rings show on amazon but anyways they just announced that they're doing more movies for lord of the rings like unrelated to the amazon prime show like warner brothers is like we're we're bringing it back baby well yeah because i think the amazon deal which was so ludicrous that price they paid was just for the tv rights because i think the film rights there was some complicated legal thing where no one was even totally sure who owned the rights and they were up for sale at one point so that was like yeah totally different from like the tv thing mm-hmm. which is nuts uh yeah i i don't know i think that that show which i did i watched like half of it um yeah that's about the record as far as i'm as far as i understand the record for the most of that show anyone watched was half of it yeah and it wasn't even bad it was just like i don't know it was hard to watch it was hard to get through yeah it was just kind of a slog like i don't understand why they didn't just get the idea that lord of the rings and the hobbit and all that is a quest it's like a guy has to go put a thing somewhere or get a thing and you know goes on a journey and this was just it was more like game of thrones or something and it's plotting whereas a bunch of you know yeah they really tried to spread throughout intrigue between that and the hobbit movies like it does just seem like 
yeah. it was just kind of one series of books that people liked and you know attempts to turn that into more tv and movie content hasn't really worked so far so it is kind of surprising to hear warner brothers yeah it feels like the elastic this. on this one stretched out guys thank you and i'd hate to see hollywood billionaires make a mistake and <laughs> not have all their money but you know that being said it could be great they could bring in the robot from rocky four thank you and that is what we were talking about please happy birthday gandalf <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings person. All right. Those are some of the things that are trending on this February 23rd. Uh, we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Jam, where can people find you? Oh, uh, at JM McNabb again on Twitter. Okay, cool. Also, get the vaccine if you haven't done that already. Also, don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 